everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. how one person can change the world? Well, the fact of the matter is that the only thing that's ever changed the world is one person. How can someone find hope in their future when their present may feel hopeless? I mean, people are hurt in this world. You see it every day. People are losing hope at a rapid pace out there. In fact, right now, 51% of Americans currently report feeling down, depressed, or hopeless. You know, in a study published in June by the National Opinion Research Center reports that Americans right now are at a five-decade low. You see, I had an advantage in life. Why, you ask? (laughs) Because I won the parent lottery. Oh, my gosh. Growing up with my mom, it was second nature to not allow the pain and suffering to shape my future. It was hope that shaped the future in our household. Growing up with my mom, she would say to us every day, she would say, guys, life is going to be simple for you. All you're going to need to do is pursue all the dreams you have with every single bit of imagination that God gave you. And then don't ever let the false sense of fear interfere with your life. The world needs change agents. And every single person listening to this can be a change agent for the better, for the clean, the pure, the positive in this world. Did you know that Albert Einstein says there are 50 plus trillion cells in your body? And in those cells, there is 50,000 atomic bombs worth of energy. With all that energy, imagine the positive impact you could have. It's limitless. Now, I got to tell you guys, when I was younger, we were poor. We were so poor. I mean, I remember finding a penny in the streets of Easton. And my mom turned to me and going, Randy, save that penny. We might need it, need it later. Well, I'm seven. How high can I throw it and catch it, right? <laughs> that night, we're in a phone booth on the streets of Easton. Mom turns to me in a panic. Randy, where's that penny? I, I lost it. She had 24 cents in her hand. The things that stick with you as a kid, right? I can remember the day our car got repossessed. And I can tell you, it wasn't worth repossessing. <laughs> we may have been financially poor, but we were so rich in everything that mattered. Things like joy and faith and enthusiasm and love, and of course, plenty of hope for the future. Do you know what I think the most important question you can ever ask someone is? It's this. What is this person's greatest hope for the future? Because if there's hope in their future, there is power in their present. Have you ever thought about how hope is connected every second of your life? Because I promise you, so far today, every single thing you've done, I can connect to some form of hope in your life. It's the activator. It causes action. You would never waste your time studying for a test you don't hope to pass. You'll never turn the key to your car unless you hope it starts. Don't bother setting an alarm clock unless you hope to wake up. If you're in a relationship with someone and you lose hope for the future, guess what you're going to do? Move on. It causes every single thing you do. Hope gives you the superpower to see the opportunities in every problem. When you see the world through hopeful eyes, every problem you have is filtered through the lens of hope. This changes everything. This changes your life on every level. Suddenly, problems are no longer problems. They're gifts. 
They're gifts given to you to turn you into a stronger version of who you are today. In fact, I'd say that people are not limited by their IQ. They're not limited by their abilities. They're not limited by their education, their family background. They're limited by the size of their hope, and that's it. And us as adults, we know that you can have hope and lose hope. You talk to adults, they get that. Have you ever told a big dream to someone and they tear you down? They go, really? you think you could do that, really? You know what my mom's advice was? Don't ever tell a big dream to a small-minded person. I'm 12. Tell me why, mom. <laughs> she goes, well, it works like this. Everyone has to rationalize their own existence every second of their life. So if you tell a big dream to a small-minded person, you've backed them into a corner. And they only have two choices. Tear your dream down or kick their life up. It's a lot easier to tear yours down. My mom would say, let it roll off you like water off a duck. The fact is this. When you stop hoping, you will start settling. Hope is the foundational quality of all change in your life. If there's no hope, there's no change. And Americans were once known as the most hopeful people in the world. The word America was synonymous with, with optimism. But today that's fading. It is time right now, right here, we push back. We push back to regain the lost ground on hope in this great country of ours. When I was a kid, my mom was a sales rep for Outdoor World. Straight commission, high risk, high reward. She learned how to take failure. She learned how to take rejection. Some days we go to work with her, but it was pretty boring as kids. But man, guys, we met Mark Epsilon at Shawnee Ski School. Mark Epsilon ran Shawnee Mountain and he saw our situation. He looked at my mom and said, Sandy, you got to go to work and you can't afford a babysitter. If you want to drop your boys off at Shawnee every day, I'll give them a lift ticket and a set of rentals. They can just ski all day. My mom would drop us off at 7 a.m. and pick us up at 10 o'clock at night all winter long. Skied a lot. Got to admit, skied a lot. <laughs> it was like magic, though. I would keep making rounds in the lift until there stood my mom and you would ski into her arms. You ever hear the 10,000 hour rule? Malcolm Gladwell made it popular in his book, Outliers. Great read. He says that if you do something for 10,000 hours, you're world class at it. Doesn't matter if you're playing the violin, you're a chef, you're an engineer, or you're some guy skiing on the slopes. So by default, I had 10,000 hours of skiing in by the time I was like 14. So by default, I got to travel the world racing the World Cup. Changes your life. Now I get to give talks to young ski racers. So I go to, I go to, I go to Vermont. I talk to the racers. Because the way life works, if you want to do what someone did, do what they did, and you'll do what they do. There's no secrets. It's all out there to be seen. But the biggest challenge you're going to face is to do what someone did. You can no longer think like you think. You must think the way they think. And I'm talking to these kids. And I'm telling them that the, the mountain's not out there. The mountain is here. The mountain is in your head. You are what you must overcome. If you don't see it, you will never have it. You must believe it before it will be in your life. Because you don't get what you want in life. You get what you are. So picture it. I'm enthusiastically presenting this group of eight-year-olds. And then I bring up the word hope. Big mistake, Randy. This little boy raises his hand and says, Mr. Dietrich, how could you lose hope? I thought, oh my God, the world hasn't touched him. People don't beat up the dreams of eight-year-olds. In fact, they build the dreams of eight-year-olds. They say, you're going to make the Olympics, little man? going to be an astronaut, little man? No one's so mean to beat up the dreams of an eight-year-old. But at some point in life, the change happens. 
And adults take their insecurities out on other adults. And you know, guys, it took me 20 years to finally get the answer to the question of, Randy, why are you so upbeat all the time? People go, dude, what's going on with you, man? They go, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. I'm just like this. You should have seen me in the medical business. I was really excited for wheelchairs. <laughs> but I finally have the answer. Because the fact is this, if there's hope in your future, there's going to be power in your present. And the more hopeful your future becomes, the more enthusiastic your present is. You know the whole gist of life is? It's the stay of the eight-year-old. You know, people say that ships will sink because the water on the outside got on the inside. Man, I would argue that people sink because the negative on the outside got on the inside. Let it roll off you like water off a duck. You know, in the same way that setting a goal is bringing the future into the present so you can do something about it today, having hope in your future brings oxygen to your consciousness so you can see the world through hopeful eyes. In my house growing up, guys, if I was ever complaining about something, complaining about life, if I was saying life is hard, this stinks, my mom would start sniffing the air. <laughs> She'd go, you, you smell that? Like, I don't smell anything, mom. She goes, wow, something really stinks in this room. Like, I don't smell anything, mom. She goes, it's, it's coming from your area. Like, mom, I, I don't smell it. She goes, oh my gosh, it's your attitude. It really stinks. <laughs> my mom would tell me, she'd go, Randy, you didn't choose life. You had nothing to do with it. Life chose you. Don't you think for a second life owes you anything? Life gave you the wonderful opportunity to be here for a while. And you have no idea how long it'll be. Your job is to add value to this world any way possible. God gave you gifts and abilities to use. Since life chose you, the question you should ask is, what does life expect of me? Now we got a starting point. Asking this question makes everything in your life meaningful. This is when pain and suffering now has meaning and purpose. With this perspective on life, self-pity and sadness, it's magically transformed into gratitude and appreciation. Problems are no longer problems. They are actually gifts. They're wonderful opportunities given to you to transform you into a better version of who you are. The hopeful person understands what brings meaning to their life. And there's only three ways. You can find it in accomplishments. Accomplish something larger than you, something that's going to outlive you. It's found in creating a great business, a non-for-profit, a piece of artwork, something that's going to go on when you're not here. There's a lot of meaning in loving people. I would die for my wife, Tiffany. God, I love her. So much meaning. And there's meaning in overcoming a personal obstacle, a personal challenge, something within you that you must overcome. Tremendous meaning there. My mom, my mom achieved all three. She would remind me, she would say, Randy, people say anything's possible. Do you agree? I go, yeah, I agree. She goes, use that to your advantage because anything's possible. One person with invincible determination fueled by hope can alter the history of the world forever. My mom was one of those people. So I'd ask you this. Imagine you're jumping out of a plane, you're skydiving. It's supposed to be a fun time, exhilarating. You take the leap. Halfway down, you're discovering that your parachute is not working. You pull the rope, nothing happens. You pull the second rope, nothing happens. What memories are flashing through your mind right now? 
And then just in time, your parachute opened. When you land, how differently would you live your life? I feel like that's a presentation. Yeah. Is it a presentation? It is. Son of a gun. That's right. Because <clears throat> I, I, it, it seems like it would be something yeah. you would present to like a group of people. So, Thanks. That's awesome. Because, um, yeah, that was it was written for that. Was it? Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Do you look at that? I love that, Ralph. It was written for that. Yeah. It's, this is this is going to be about an hour-long presentation. There's more to it. Wow. I softened it short in here. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's yeah. something to strive for. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, right? But I feel like I have to be. I like that. What do you got? Um. Right. So I think the main, the whole talk is primarily around hope, right? Hope for the future, sure. power in your present, like something that you say um, that I think holds true. But man, we live in such a weird time in history, mm -hmm. weird time in society where like hope is almost just like, I don't say non-existent, right? But just things that are coming out all the time, mm -hmm. whether it be from the financial sector, whether it be from a business standpoint, just so much negativity coming out there. How does one just like it, not ignore it because you have to pay attention, right? Like you mm -hmm. have to be aware of what's actually happening. But how do you just not let that defeat you in the slightest bit? Not take you away, but just sure not chop you down because mm -hmm. it's like, man, it's almost like every day there's nothing positive coming out right. and people problems are everywhere. You see what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, we just got to have hope. It's like, yeah, well, it's really hard to have hope mm -hmm. when people are, you, have, you find hope and someone just so happens to just like, damper it and almost mm -hmm. try to take it away. Sure. How do you just sure. well, first, I, I would say this. Hope will cause you to do nothing. Hope is not a good strategy at all. <laughs> You're going to need the action. You're going to need the activity. Hope doesn't, doesn't cause you to do anything, but it causes you to do everything better. You with me on that? Mm -hmm. I and agree. I think everyone in, the, everyone in the world would agree that every single job someone has in this world is because of a problem. Oh yeah, exactly. absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And the, and the small problems are solved by little minded people. And the big problems are solved by big-minded people. But what happens when those big problems aren't being solved by big-minded people? This is where the leadership gap in the world is, right? But the perspective that we must understand is that problems is part of humanity. They're never going away. And if you can't solve the problems that you have in front of you now, you're never going to get upgraded to larger problems. And we need to understand that if there were no problems in this world, there would be nothing to do. <laughs> there would be no jobs. There'll be nothing to solve. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> zero, right? No, everyone be laying around going, there's nothing to do. Problems is is what we're designed to solve. I mean, we're we're given eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind to think, hands to work with, legs to move, a body to move. We are designed to conquer problems. So I look at every problem that comes at me as the most wonderful opportunity that I can use for the good. And the bigger the problem, I actually get excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome. I don't know how, how this is going to be awesome, but this is going to be awesome. And watch what happens. And the world comes to you. The words you speak is creating your future. It, it just, it's plowing the road in front of you. So when you start saying words like, yeah, this stinks. I can't believe it. Why, why did I have to have this happen to me? Well, <laughs> you're heading down the wrong road. I would say this was given to me as a wonderful gift to test me, to see what I'm really made of. And if I can conquer this, guess what? You're going to get a bigger problem. And that's actually an opportunity given to you. The world today, there's never been a time position in the, in the history of the world where there's such opportunities for leaders. There's a vacuum in today when it comes to leadership. People don't want to step up. 
People don't want to say, who's accountable? I'm accountable. Who's responsible? I'm responsible. People want to scapegoat. They want to run from it. The happy, the starting point of every single bit of happiness in someone's life is personal accountability. Because if you're not, if you're not responsible for your happiness, who is? But people don't understand that. They go, oh my gosh, well, no, it's their fault. It's not their, it's not my fault. It's their fault. You know, Disney, Disney has this saying, they go, it's not my fault, but it is my problem. And they try to train their employees that it's not your fault, but it is your problem. You, you fix the problem. I would like to take that to a whole nother level. It's, it's not, it's not your fault, but it is my opportunity. Cause that's what a problem is. It's an opportunity. Do you feel that it's swapped though? Like, you know, I, I, I'm tracking what you're saying. So mm-hmm. I understand like, and I can, I agree with it, right? I wanted to come in here and kind of jump down your throat and try mm-hmm. to flip it. But so I see what you're saying there, but the way you said, it, it's like, it might not be your, what, what the Disney. Yep. Not it, my problem, but it is my, um, not my problem, but it is my, no, it's not your fault. But not my fault, but it is my problem. Right. Right. But now I feel like everything is swapped in today's day and age where it's like, it's not your problem, but it is your fault. Like people point fingers. Yeah, but doesn't it, that's the. See, but you see what I'm saying? You I, see I do, why I'm just like, but man, Ralph, there's rules of humanity that no one can break. No one breaks the law of gravity. Mm-hmm. No one breaks the law of initiative. Those who take initiative get the prizes of the world. Those who don't do not. So if everyone's saying, I'm not taking initiative, it's not my fault. It's yours. I'm not going to fix it. Opportunities are everywhere today. How easy is it today to, to be a business that is a shining star of customer service? Why? Customer service has gone right to the garbage can. It's so easy. All you got to do is follow through on what you say you're going to do. It's so simple. This is right now. There's never been such opportunities in the world of, of humanity. I mean, the prizes are tremendous right now and they're, everything's low hanging fruit. If you walk into Blue Ridge Winery, you'll feel it instantly because Blue Ridge Winery is full of autonomous people. They do what they want when they want. They're completely free to make any decision they want. And Tiff and I are going to back the decisions 100% all the time. This allows them to do anything for anybody at any given point in time. Changes the game. And I would mm-hmm. tell businesses, it all starts with trust. If you, if, if the, to the extent that you're willing to trust yourself, you're willing to trust others. If you're not willing to trust others, you need to look in the mirror. Yeah, I you know? see. I mean, you know, that the, right now, <laughs> there's never been a time that has offered such wonderful prizes and, and opportunities for people in the world than today because of the vacuum of leadership. You know, it, I mean, I would say right now it's time that we stand up for the doer, the achiever, the person who sets out to do something and does it and is not concerned about the failings of others. That's the that's what it comes down to. I mean, I'm living it every day. I would argue that, that there's a lot of studies out there that show that the people that do not watch the news actually have a stronger foundation of reality than the people that do. You know that mm-hmm. proven studies. I could see it because I'm very disconnected. I live on the farm. My commute is walking through vineyards. But I, but I feel like I'm more connected to reality than if I sat and I watched the news all day because the news is an opinion being fed into my head and it's altering, altering the way I'm seeing the world. We all live in the same world, but no one lives in the same world within their mind. We're all perceiving it in different ways. So I would say to you, what are you putting into your mind that's, that's changing your perception of the world, of reality? If it's the news, wrong source. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, it, there's, it's like this. Would everyone in the world say that they love their kids? I think I would hope 99.99. So. Right. Everyone say that. Would everyone in the world say they want the best for their children? 99.9. There are, there are things in humanity that will never change. And it's time that we focus on the good, the clean, the pure, the positive. Because in life, you're only going to get what your focus is. When you focus on that, you will get that. If you focus on the negative, you will get that. doesn't matter, good or bad. You're getting your focused. You're not saying you can only see what you're looking at. It's the way it works. Damn. <laughs> I always want to I tell you man one of these days I'm going to do what I can to stump you 
Because I, I just, I get it, but you know what it is? I just think with a lot of jobs in today's day and age are so focused on, not focused, but like are primarily based on the actions of the economy. Like for example, like where mm-hmm. I'm at right now, my current career while I'm trying to build a business is like my decision-making is primarily based on the direction of the economy. So, and so, so if, forced, it goes, if it goes down, you retract? Not me, but I'm saying the people that I interact with, like right. th- those business owners in a way, you see right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's my job to try to find the positive. The problem is when you're talking to somebody about it, that's feeding themselves that all the time. And they're trying to look out for themselves. It's a hard conversation to have. So let me ask you this. If you have, if you have a business and the world around you is contracting, um, can you cut a business into profits? Can you break that down a little bit more? So, so what do you mean by cutting so them into profits? So here's an example. Tiff and I go to, uh, we go to a diner mm-hmm. and the diner has changed everything about the place. The shades are pulled to save, save on air conditioning. Um, the, the, the drinks are smaller. So he's less, less that the prices have gone on up. He's basically is cutting the cost, cutting things down to try to make more money. For the bottom line, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have never seen in the world someone cutting things to make more money in the end. You may have a short-term, short-term pop, but in the long run, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Back when COVID hit, I had a choice to either buy a $120,000 tent and go big, take it to the moon, or retract and pull back. If I retract and pull back, the Blue Ridge would be a different world today. But we, we went big. We, we, were, we were spending money like crazy when everyone else was going, stop, stop everything. I thought, no, this is the biggest opportunity ever. Never, there's never going to be an opportunity like this where the whole world is shutting down and I can figure out how to, how to stay open. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. I could see that perspective. Huge. Yeah. Huge. You know, um, if there's a big fire, do you, do you lay low? Do you sit still? You get up and you run as fast as you can. I mean, that's, that's the nature of life. When there's a big problem, take action, take all the action you can run hard, go fast. I mean, and opportunities are time sensitive. They mm-hmm. come and they go. You know, so I would say, no, I've never seen a business cut themselves into long-term profits, short-term gain. Sure. For this quarter, but the next quarter you have less people. So you've hurt yourself. Yeah. I could see that. There's only one, right. There's only one way forward. You know, I I say, you know, in, in life, you're, you're, no one's ever coasting. You're coasting, you're going downhill. You're either gaining or you're not. It's that simple. I think we can end it there. I'm with you, Ralph, man. Yeah. Before we jump into a deeper, start right. diving down the rabbit hole. Right. With awesome. You. I appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks Randy. Thanks, man.